You're listening to Tailgate Country. Welcome everyone back to the Tailgate Country podcast. We are joined by current Los Angeles artist, Christy Huff. Christy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're real good. Thanks for joining us. So I want to start with uh, you just telling us your story. You know, um, how did you get to where you are today? Maybe some of your influences uh, and your path. Yeah, well, so I've, I've, I've been singing my whole life. Like I grew up singing, singing songs like from musical theater and things like that. And then, of course, like how the country kind of started influencing me was um, I grew up in the era of like Taylor Swift and Carrie Underwood and Michelle Branch and Miranda Lambert. And, um, you know, a, a lot of just kind of powerhouse women singers uh, who were really big at the time. So I listened to, to artists like them and they really influenced me as well as listening to artists like Tim McGraw, um, the band Five for Fighting, I, I really liked. Um, so yeah, I, I, I loved the storytelling aspect of country music and singer songwriters. And um, so I would sing, you know, I would sing in like every talent show. And then I started writing my own songs when I was um, a senior in high school. I came home and would write a new song on my guitar like every single day. And um, it wasn't until my senior, senior year of high school was, uh, you know, when I kind of decided, you know, I'm going to give music a try and not go to college for a year and kind of pursue music. So I started recording some songs in Arizona where I'm from originally. And um, then my sound engineer in Arizona uh, took me to this songwriting festival, which I met my producer who I ended up working on my first two albums with who took me back to Nashville. So um, I recorded two albums in Nashville um, and was would kind of hop back and forth between LA and Nashville because I had family friends who lived in LA and I wanted to give LA a shot and kind of see if I would want to move there or Nashville. Um, and I decided to move to LA about six years ago and have been here ever since. And now I now I go back and forth I mean, well, right now, what, what's even happening right now? Usually in normal times, I would be going back and forth, like about every two months between LA and Nashville. But for the time being, I'm, I'm here in, in, uh, in Los Angeles. So, so yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, you know, and then in these six years of pursuing music, I've released a lot of, a lot of new songs. And last year was kind of like my, I guess my milestone year, because I, I, started releasing a new song um, every two months or so. And uh, last year I got some good recognition on Spotify um, with my song Black and White receiving over 3 million streams. And then this year, even in the pandemic, um, I've been able to release a new song every two months or so. I was lucky I had a bunch of music recorded before everything happened. So same thing, I've been releasing music and I'm really excited to a song of mine that I just released uh, in June reached a million streams on Spotify. So yeah, I'm really excited. I'm like trying to think of what else. Um, yeah, I booked, I was like booking my own tours before this, you know, pandemic and everything. So I'm anxious to get back into the music. So yeah, that's like a little, a little, <laughs> I guess, a long, a long little, you know, um, summary, <laughs> I guess. Well, I think congratulations yeah. are in order for um, um, an, another song hitting one million. I mean, <laughs> Black Thank and White's you. well past a million, but 
yeah, congratulations <laughs> on your second uh, million streamer. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm very, very excited. That's great. We'll we'll dive more into um, everything else and your story and you know how you got to where you are. But you mm -hmm. spoke about traveling between Arizona and Nashville, and so. Mm -hmm. Our curiosity is more along the lines of how do country crowds compare when you're in Nashville versus what you experience in Los Angeles or Arizona? Because that's, you know, that's certainly new to us. Where we're from east of the Mississippi. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny because whenever I say that I'm like a country artist in Los Angeles, um, people are like, wait, like people there like country music? And I'm like, yes, they do. There, There is... Um, there definitely is, you know, um, a scene of country music lovers. As, you know, as, there's definitely a scene of artists, but then there's a scene of country music artists, uh, of lovers, I mean. Um, and it's very, I think it is a little bit different from, um, from, from like Nashville or Arizona. You know, like, I think country music fans um, and crowds here, they're more into like, uh, you know, um, line dancing and things like that. And I, a little bit more like that in Arizona too. But then when I go to Nashville, it's very different. It's music city. So people th there are, are more into, you know, here it's like the experience, but when you go to Nashville and you put on a show, it's very much about the song and the music and not so much, you know, a party, you know, which I love both because I love playing, you know, like shows and festivals and, Los Angeles or like California and it's a big event and you know things like that but you know like in in Nashville it's very much people are there to watch and listen to the music you know so I think that's a little bit of what I've noticed that is a little bit different but all good I love it all <laughs> that's great. Well, Brett, Brett we're gonna have to add uh, Arizona and Los Angeles to our list I know. Yeah. Yes. I, will, <laughs> I can relate to that because I was born and raised in Northeast Ohio and I currently live in Fort Worth, Texas. And the line okay. dancing was something like I went to bars or yes. like two-stepping and everything. I didn't know how to do that. Like my, my fiance had to teach me that stuff because I, yes. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yes. No, it's funny because, you know, I like have learned how to line dance and everything because I thought like being out here in an Arizona, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like what country music is all about. And then you go to Nashville and it's very... <laughs> It's not really a thing, you know? <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's very much stand there with my beer and listen to the band. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so my fun. preference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to ask you kind of a tough question. Um, okay. and, and I want it because I, I need to hear your stance on it. Um, and that's right now, it kind of seems like the current state of country music is really lopsided towards male artists. It, you know, mm -hmm. there's, you hear a lot more of it on the radio. Um, and so as a female artist, was there ever an instance in which you felt like you weren't given an equal chance? Yeah. I mean, I think about that all the time, honestly, like, um, I've been fortunate in my career, I guess, you know, at least, you know, I always, I, you always think more about the, at least, you know, I think about the opportunities that I don't miss, but then you see opportunities that you do get. And that's what I look at. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's great. But even in the opportunities that I've gotten, you know, I've had the opportunity to play at some festivals and I played at country fest two years ago in Wisconsin, um, and like opened up for Jason Aldean and it was a big festival, really awesome. And it was like a 48, um, out of 48 artists that played only five women, um, were playing. And I, and like, luckily I was like one of the five and I, it got me thinking though, I was like, well, I'm really lucky and really glad that I'm playing here today. But I, it got me thinking of 
you know, I email and I reach out to so many festivals and so many shows and you only hear back by a couple, right? So that kind of got me thinking, I'm like, I'm so excited to be playing at this festival, but how many was I turned down from just because I am a woman, you know? And so, so that, that really got me thinking. And, you know, I know that we've heard too, especially like in radio and, you know, things like that. It's like, and, and to me, I'm just still so surprised, like in country music now, like women, like they're not playing us on, on country radio, which is very, is you know, today's day and age. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Um, but yeah, you know, I, I definitely think that there are um, different opportunities that women haven't been able to get that I've looked at in my career that I haven't been able to have. And I don't think that it's always so in front of me because it's like, you don't see the opportunities that you don't get all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know if that like answers, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. It needs, yeah. There needs to be a change for sure. Definitely. And you know, um, I, you might've alluded to this, but was there ever like a time that you were like straight up turned down? And of course, you know, someone's not going to sit there and be like, we don't want you because you're female. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. However, yeah. was there maybe a time where they're like, oh, you know, we're kind of looking for somebody else. And maybe you found out it was a, a guy and you're like, well, he's not as good as I am or as experienced. Yes. Well, I have been told because I've, I've worked with different radio promotions in the past and things like that. And I was told uh, when I was meeting with this one, like radio promoter, he was like, you know, have you ever thought about becoming uh, a band? Because you would get so many more opportunities as a band, because I guess the way it works in radio is they will not play like Carrie Underwood and Marin Morris back to back. They'll play Carrie Underwood, then, you know, Blake Shelton, then Billy Currington, then Lady Antebellum, and then a, another woman. And like, late, I guess Lady A now. Lady A um, is, um, uh, w- wouldn't be considered a female, uh, looked at as a female artist, right? As It's a band. So they are given more radio play. So I have been told that like a couple of times, uh, like more, at least more than once, like maybe if you like change to a band, like you, you would have more opportunity. And it's like, no, like that, I don't know, like that shouldn't be, I think so much in, you know, especially in music, but then in life, you know, sometimes people seem like, you know, if you change, like you need to be the one to change so you can fit into this box that, you know, music or whatever is wanting you to fit in, where in reality, it's like this box has been the same way for your years we need to like crush that box and you know fit more and new artists um and women artists into that box now you know so yeah i don't know it's it's crazy i i wish that that wasn't still an issue and still a topic of conversation in today's day and age you know i don't know yeah i i cannot believe it they won't play i didn't know that that they won't play female artists back to back yeah so that's why I, i mean and there's no i mean at least to my knowledge there's no like you know reason really other than they just they just won't i don't know <laughs> there's no logical reason for it at least <laughs> so. no that's wow that you know we we started this podcast because we didn't care for country radio like mm-hmm. you know we you hear the same eight songs played in an hour so that's why yeah. we started this podcast and i didn't even know that then so like i'm writing that down on my list of like things i just don't like about country radio Added yes wow, yeah that's, that's ridiculous yeah it's insane it's insane Great. Well, um, 
as you know, over the course of your career, as you have gained more streams on Spotify and, you know, you've seen them hit a million, three million, how has your kind of focus and your approach to your music changed as you've seen what has really taken off? That's a good question. Um, yeah, you know, I think, um, I think like in the past before, I guess I started before the, the last year, year or so, like two years when I started having my success on Spotify, um, I was kind of releasing songs of, you know, like my first two albums, for instance, I, you know, I really like those two albums, but I was definitely trying to write and trying to produce for, to fit into a certain like female country, young, you know, image and in sound and all that. And, and in the, my last couple of years, um, I just wanted to release music that I really like. And if, and, you know, I call myself country pop because I'm influenced by both country and pop music. And you can tell like in my songwriting and as well as my, um, just my production um, that I gravitate towards. And, you know, this year I've just really, or the last couple, two years or so, I've just wanted to write and release and produce music that I am proud of and am excited about and not really trying to, um, you know, make a sonically sounding album because I'm releasing singles. So you don't need to release a whole album that kind of all fits into the same you know, box or whatever. So I really like that. And, it, you know, and I've noticed just like, I guess my songs that I've just kind of noticed that have had the more success are my breakup songs, because <laughs> I'm like Black and White and Halfway Fell are my two songs that have reached over a million. And they both do kind of have a similar vibe in that, like in the production and as well that they're both breakup songs. So, so that was interesting. And that's just like a trend that I've kind of noticed in the last, you know, year or so. So now I'm like, oh, should I write more breakup songs or what? But, you know, I think too, you never know what's gonna stick and what's not gonna stick. So all you can do, at least what I've learned is just write what you feel, put out what you're proud of and whatever happens, happens, you know? And there's certainly no shortage of uh, breakup playlists on. No, exactly. <laughs> I know, I know. And we, I'm like, we actually had one at one point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. So you have just released a new uh, music video here. It's for Gold Summer, and mm -hmm. it just came out Friday. So yes. you know, t tell us about the process of making that. Yes. So you know, as we all know, this year has been a very interesting year, and kind of throwing everybody. Uh, you know, it's, it's been, a, it's been an interesting year for all of us. And, um, I, you know, one way, you know, that what I was like really worried about this year, kind of, you know, in kind of seeing how, um, music videos and production of music and all that kind of stuff was going to go. I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be able to film a music video this year just because of, um, you know, different, I'm in California and like the laws here for, uh, social distancing and all of that are very, it's very intense here. Um, so luckily I, I do live in Southern California. So some of my close friends, um, are in the film industry and I've had like a group of people that I've been seeing, you know, this whole entire time. So I, my original plan for the gold summer music video is, was me myself was just going to film. I have like an okay camera. I was going to go and just film the beach. And I asked my friend uh, who I've been seeing this whole time, I'm like, do you want to come with me on a drive so I can just film? And she, so she came with me and she was like, 
why are you doing this? Like, I'll film a video for you and we can like create a story and do, you know, do a full production, you know, just us in COVID. And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do this. So, um, you know, with the help of some really great talented friends, I, I filmed, you know, this music video. It had no budget. Everybody who volunteered, uh, or everybody involved in the music video volunteered their time and their talents. And, you know, this was the most involved I've ever been in any production of a music video, just because, you know, from the story to, um, you know, kind of learning everything along the way in like how to film, you know, my friend, she's in the film industry, but she, um, you know, we're both kind of in the same level of our careers. We're both growing, you know, so, so we, you know, we, we had to do a lot of learning um, in the process. I think we, we filmed, I don't know, like weeks and weeks and weeks, hours and hours and hours, and hours to get this video done. Um, so I'm very proud of it. And we had a color corrector, an editor who, who um, they volunteered their time and um, actors. I had my sister and um, one of our friends and then another friend who is playing my love interest. So, you know, this was just, this, this video I think means more to me than any video that I've released just because of, you know, I guess like the, the heart of it that, that, you know, it took to, to get created. Everybody, everybody just really wanted to create something good and something that we were all proud of. So I'm really excited. Um, it has summer vibes, you know, if you haven't seen the video yet, go out and watch it, you guys, um, gold summer and you'll notice some, some hot spots here in Southern California. <laughs> well, and the, the song is just like, it, I feel like it's much needed because like, I feel like that's a song that we, needed at the beginning of the summer you know if everything was was normal but now that mm -hmm. we're all kind of trapped inside like when I listened to it, I was like man like it, it gave me an escape for the for you know the oh, three and a half minutes or however thank long you. but it was it was real good so you know you, you kind of brushed on it with the video but where did the inspiration for the song come from yes um you know I I'm originally from Arizona but like California I'm a California girl like I, I've been here for like the last six years and um, I just, I love it. This is my home now. Um, and I wrote Gold Summer in February in Nashville, actually. So it's funny, I wrote this like California summer song in Nashville in the winter. Um, but I was, I was with my two co-writers and my goal with, um, my goal with that trip um, in Nashville was to leave with a song to release in the summer, whether it be a summer song or just kind of like a feel good, you know, type of a song. And I have in my notes, um, I, in my phone, I keep a list of song titles. And in my notes, I had the title written down, Gold Summer. And I was talking to uh, my, I had a session with some co-writers of mine who they, we also co-wrote my song Jam. And um, my co-writer had a picture of the PCH on his wall and I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to make that picture come to life in a song. Um, so out came Gold Summer and we just, you know, I, I, I just wanted to visualize and write about, you know, what my favorite thing to do in the summer and, you know, go to Malibu and lay out and of course have like a love interest and all that kind of stuff. So um, out came Gold Summer. <laughs> That's really good. I love hearing the stories like behind that stuff because like that's, you know, those are things you might not always get to tell. Uh, you know, you might do like a radio spot and get talked about it for a minute, but I like to hear the long form, like kind of where everything came from, you know, what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, but I also saw that you had the opportunity to uh, perform at Whiskey Jam. Yes, yes. 
that's a really big deal. Like it was, we it was love so whiskey fun. jam. Yeah, I mean, I was um, really, you know, honored and just so excited to play whiskey jam. And you know, you know, when you are at like have a dream and you know i mean I, I had always wanted to play whiskey jam and then ward reached out to me and i was like yes of course i'll play you know and you know i played the show and i was like you know what this is exactly or it surpassed my expectation of like how i had my or how i thought it was going to be in my mind so i love it when like opportunities and you know whiskey jam i i go before i even played whiskey jam i would go you know and i would go to whiskey jam and you know just watch the shows and i was always like I, I found like some really great artists that I'm not fans of going to Whiskey Jam. So, um, you know, to be able to play it and then have it, you know, succeed your expectations was just like amazing and so fun. <laughs> well, na- name drop them. Who'd you play with? Who who else was on that night? Yes. Okay. So um, she's actually like a good friend of mine now, Alyssa JC, who she was on The Voice a couple years ago. And it was funny because um, years ago before I was even like going back and forth to Nashville. I was in Nashville recording my like first album when I was 18. I had seen that like Alyssa JC was hosting an open mic night because she did one every week at the Indigo Hotel in Nashville. And I knew her from The Voice and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go and see her. And, and I had met her and I played at an open mic. And then when I played Whiskey Jam, I was like, I wonder if she remembers me. Like, And I, and I was kind of like, I can't believe we're playing Whiskey, Whiskey Jam together when I like met her all those years ago, but she probably doesn't even remember me. And then I went up and I talked to her. I don't think she remembered me, but she was really nice and like pretended like she did probably. And now like over the quarantine, like we've co-written a bunch of times, um, you know, through Zoom and, and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, so that, that was like, that was really fun. So um, yeah, I'm like trying to think. Um, I There is another band that I played with that night who we are actually, uh, Truxton Mile, I love them. They're awesome. Uh, they they're also a Cali band who go back and forth between LA and Nashville. So it was fun like seeing them there that night too. I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's all like coming together. That's pretty wild. I haven't actually gotten the chance to go in person. Uh, we we followed along with all the risky jams. Uh, you know, yes. were going on. Yeah. But I have not had the privilege of being there yet. It is like top of my bucket list though. It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, I guess final question, at least that we have uh, prepared mm-hmm. for today. So you have opened up for the likes of Jason Aldean, Kip Moore. Um, Kip Moore by far being my favorite artist ever. Yes, and, I love you know, him. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. And we, we've actually gotten to meet him a couple times as well. But how did that experience differ from opening up for Bebe Rexa? And, yeah. you know, kind of walk us through that. Yeah, so, um, you know, I I had the opportunity to open up for Jason Aldean at Country Fest. Um, uh, that was in Wisconsin. And then Kip Moore, um, I opened up for, it was just this last year, in September, um, at it, this festival called Boots in the Park. Um, and I played two shows. We kind of like, we played one night in Fresno and one night in Norco, California. Um, and that, it was so fun. Like, you know, I like whenever I, I played that festival, it's called um, Boots in the Park. And I've gone to open up for Billy Currington and Toby Keith playing that same festival. And it's just, it's always such a blast. And Kip Moore was, he was, I think, the person who I was most excited to open up for as well, because I love him too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, I think to me, I'm just like, this is great. Like, I, not only do I get to like play and like get to meet them and, 
played this awesome shows that I get to be like watch them go to a concert and watch them play you know so I think that that was just really cool um and you know I don't know it's just it's surreal like those experiences um I just th that's what that's my dream is to play festivals and play shows and like open up for these big artists and hopefully one day be one of those artists and you know um just being able to have those experiences it's it's what kind of just makes playing um you know in front of two people in a coffee shop worth it you know what i mean when when i get to have sure. those those experiences and then um opening up for bb rexet i got that opportunity um in because I played at a Phoenix Pride, um, and that was just really fun, like going back home to Arizona, and you know, it, it was very, very different crowds, right? Very different, um, you know, and like BB Rexa and Kim Moore are very <laughs> different people too, you know. Um, so, it, but both really fun, and both really, you know, just it's it's just a big party, and that's for me as a, as a musician, I just want to, you know, bring people happiness and play music. So, yeah. When you came on uh, singing, you know, country and but you know they're there for pop. It's I, I it's so funny. Because, yes, well, and and you know, uh, for that set, uh, my band and I, we did try and do like we played my song "Urban Love" and we played. Um, then we played it like a pop cover and tried to like countryfy it. But then we of course played like my country country stuff, and you know, it's so funny because people like um, people like to hate on country. But then when they hear it, they really like, they really like it, you know? So um, definitely I, the crowd response was, was great still, you know, even though definitely I'm, we are very different. Me and BB Rexa, you know, we are very different artists, but you know, it was still like such a fun, such a fun and, you know, a great response. <laughs> Music's music. Most exactly. Exactly. That. Yeah, and and everyone hates country until it comes on in the bar at like you know twelve thirty, or until someone yes. plays a cover of um, "Friends in Low Places." Like everyone hates country oh, until then. It's so true. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. <laughs> well, and then it's funny because one of my friends, um, she was listening to it where I was like, "This is a country song." She's like, "No, it's not." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's a country song." And she was like, "No, no, no. This is like." like pop or something i'm like no i think it was like like florida georgia line or something you know what i mean and and, uh, and 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 i'm like no this is country and she's like oh i guess i do like country i'm like yeah you do, they just don't okay? want to admit it yeah exactly <laughs> um but we got we got some time left because i i want to find out um you know what's what's in the works what's upcoming yes well like i said um i I was lucky enough that I, I released a, or I recorded a bunch of music like in right before Christmas and right after Christmas. So, um, of course my music video just came out and I am planning on releasing, um, a brand new song, um, at the end of September. Um, so this song, I, it's called, I don't know. So you guys can be excited and kind of looking forward to that. I also, this year, um, I, in October, I am releasing, um, uh, a podcast during this time in quarantine. I, so I, I have dyslexia and I, October is dyslexia month and every October I want to do something for it, but it comes and it goes and I just, you know, life gets busy. So, um, kind of like a coronavirus, I guess, um, you know, uh, quarantine activity that I have done during these last couple months is record, um, a short seven episode, um, podcast series where I interview three people who also struggle with dyslexia. Um, I interview parents of kids who have dyslexia as well as 
teacher, a teacher and a psychologist. So um, I'm excited. I'll be releasing that in October, along with the song that I wrote about. Um, I wrote it a couple of years ago, actually, about kind of my own struggle with dyslexia. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what's in the works right now. And then I want to do a Christmas song this year too. So we'll see. <laughs> love it. I, I, yeah, I love that. I, I love that, especially like, you know, there's a lot of artists that have podcasts out there that, you know, they talk about random stuff. They talk about their time on the road and their songs, but like, mm-hmm. you know, yours has like a very specific purpose and I, I really love that. And I'm very Thank excited you. to listen to it. Thank you. No, yeah. I'm, I'm excited, you know, just to kind of teach people a little bit more or, you know, yeah. About, about learning disabilities in general. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. October. <laughs> cool. Well, before you get out of here, I want to give you another chance to uh, let everybody know where they can find you online, uh, where they can listen to your music. And then let's hear about uh, that October podcast again. Yes. Well, everybody, thank you. First of all, thank you guys so much for having me um, today. It was so much fun. Um, you guys can find me at christyhuff.com. Just go to my website and you can find, you know, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, pretty much everywhere. I'm even on TikTok. So go, <laughs> go follow me on TikTok. Um, and uh, Christy Huff Music is pretty much, you can follow me everywhere. And um, I have new music coming out. So follow me on Spotify and, you know, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. And uh, stay tuned for my new podcast. Uh, it's called Determined to Dream is the name of my podcast coming out in October. So yeah, thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm.